Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, hello there. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's Tuesday. It's no longer Monday. Sean's in a wacky mood. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, there's another Biden moment yesterday. uh, And and not a dementia moment. This was just a, a general... I'm a lion sack of crap skis moment. And uh, we, we played the audio. I'm not going to play the audio. I'm just going to read it to you because I think it's funnier to read it to you in a sense. This is Joe Biden. You know, yesterday was the 60th anniversary of the founding of a civil rights legal group, a bunch of lawyers, uh, the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Okay, 60 years. Uh, and Joe Biden, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's like Forrest Gump, you know, he's, he's been there at every significant moment in history, whether he was or not. And, uh, he, uh, was giving a speech yesterday or whatever stands for Joe Biden giving a speech these days, which tends to be just a river of gibberish and bullcrap. Quote, I was able to literally, not figuratively, oh, he's getting fancy. He's kind of changed up the whole not a joke thing. Now he's using big words. I wonder if they have those big words on the teleprompter, like broken up with dashes so we can pronounce every syllable properly. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the Civil Rights Act before he died. And I thought, well, champ, maybe there's real progress. But you know what, folks? Hate never dies. It just hides it hides under the rocks. I wonder which staffer wrote that line, man. Were they smoking dope when they wrote it? Because it's awfully poetic, you know? Let's, let's talk about hate hiding under the rocks. We'll have him say that. Well, the freaking problem with, with all of it is that uh, Joe Biden uh, was 21 years of age when the Civil Rights Act... Uh, well, let's see. No, he, he was 21 at the time that that Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964, he didn't get into the Senate until he was 29. He won his Senate seat at the age of 29, which is, well, let's see, let's do the freaking math, eight years uh, before, (laughs) eight years the damn bill was passed, and he's claiming he whispered in Strom's ear. And then he said he, he did that before he died, and Strom Thurmond died in, what, 2004, 2008, something like that? Decades after? He, well, it, some say he mixed up uh, the passing of uh, uh, civil rights legislation in regards to voting, which was in the double O's at some point. It, 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 suffice it to say Joe Biden's full of crap. He, he's one of those guys, and I, I'm sure you've known a few people like this over the years, Maybe, like me, you've been one of those people uh, on a number of occasions where the narcissism really kicks in. And the one thing you learn about narcissists is they lie about themselves constantly. And Biden is a lot like Hillary Clinton uh, because she's the exact same personality type. 
in that they lie so completely and so often and so unrelentingly that they forget what the hell they're lying about uh, and they don't do the math. I, I call them cl- clumsy edits. <laughs> you know, clumsy You ever watch an old movie and, you know, back in the days when people had to physically splice film together to make an edit, now we just do it all, you know, with a digital program. But back in the day, you used to have to take a, an actual knife to film to to edit scenes together. And sometimes on old, cheaper movies that we grew up with, uh, usually the kinds that they show at the drive-in movie theaters, you know, you'd see a big old skip in the timeline in a, in a movie. I call them clumsy edits. Narcissists, when they lie, do the same thing in that they don't think through what they're lying about. And guys like Joe Biden, who is a freaking stegosaurus and grew up in uh, came of age uh, in his bullcrap prior to, uh, you know, a little thing called Google. Where, you know, people can in you know seconds uh, find out if you're full of crap or you're lying. And so Joe Biden, in his dementia-addled brain, uh, still thinks that he can lie with abandon, which for, you know, a few decades he could. In the, in the world you and I grew up in prior to the Internet, politicians and people in general could lie constantly, and it was a bit of work to find out if they were full of crap or not. Uh, you, you'd have to, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, learn the Dewey Decimal System and go to the library and start looking up federal documents and official records to backtrack, uh, somebody's quotes to find out if they're full of crap or not. So in other words, in other words, a guy like Joe Biden could just lie, 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 which he did as a matter of course. He's been inflating his own life and his own place in history for decades now, but now he exists in the world of the internet. And uh, the the circuitry in his brain just hasn't made the connection yet that people can check him on his bullcrap within seconds. It's like the ever-evolving, uh, you know, Delaware train ride uh, scenario where he rode the freaking train. He's just an average Joe like you and me. He's just a working stiff. He's even more working class than me. I'm on the radio, right? There's Joe Biden, then there's coal miners, right? He, he's been playing that tune or singing that tune for a long time. And for the longest time, he would, you know, propagate this idea that he rode the damn Amtrak so many times, just like a working stiff, that they gave him some kind of freaking medal or award or prize or distinction for having ridden the damn train so long. And he used to talk about a black conductor on the train that was the guy that gave him this award. And, of course, when he gave the dates, it didn't make any sense because the guy had died years before, Joe Biden claims, that he acknowledged him for uh, his ass sitting on an Amtrak train as much as he, he claims he did. But again, you know, Joe Biden does want to claim anything about himself. And again, it's painfully obvious that he is unaware of the fact that people can check him on that crap within seconds. And it's embarrassing, man. It really, it, to quote Popeye, it's embarrassing when the leader of the free world prattles on like this. And the fact is he's surrounded by all manner of other folks, whether they're cabinet heads or they're, you know, just your typical uh, uh, swampy bureaucrat. Uh, They're all full of crap, and they lie continuously on a daily basis. And this is why people are, you know, people who are paying attention, like me and like you, 
are so freaking cynical about what we hear when it comes to things like COVID or the economy or the border because they're absolutely full of crap. If he'll lie about himself, this is another true thing. People who lie about themselves will lie about anything and not blink an eye. And he's that guy. This is the guy who stands there uh, with a straight face and tells you and me that the economy is rocking, man. And what? What? Let's let's examine that lie for a second. What? What? He he talks about all the jobs he's created, and I was reading about this last week, right? Because you get the jobs report every week at the, at the end of the week. He'd been lying, and and Kareem Jean, black lesbian girl, there was uh, uh, you know uh, aiding and abetting in this lie that Joe Biden has created. All these thousands of jobs, tens of thousands of jobs for the American people. Well, it's a bunch of horse crap. The jobs he's referring to are merely the jobs that came back after COVID, after the lockdowns were over. So he didn't create nothing. He's full of crap. But, again, if you're a stooge or you're a moron or you're drinking the Kool-Aid, as they say, you don't care. You don't care whether the guy that you say is the greatest president ever, which in and of itself is a whole big Olympic-sized swimming pool full of bull crap. You're just going to accept it, whatever they spoon-feed into your noggin. That's okay. Yeah. Joe Biden, and I, I've used this example for years now, and I'm waiting for Joe Biden to actually uh, run with it. You know, I was on Air Force One with Abe Lincoln back in the day. And I said, hey, hey. The blacks are on TV left and right, man. They're really upset about this slavery thing. You need to do something about that. I, I did not a joke. I told Abe Lincoln. I told Abe Lincoln, a Republican, mind you, because I can reach across the aisle. I build bridges, pal. I told Abe Lincoln, you got to put an end to this slavery thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's we we Trey was listening. He's been a truck driver. What else? He's been raised by. Let's see. He's been raised by Polynesians. Uh, Cubans. Did he have a heavily Japanese influence at some point? Don't you dare forget his Puerto Rican influence. His Puerto Rican in, He was raised by Puerto Ricans, gypsies. You know, I mean, they just... Oh, and his attendance at the black church. Don't you leave that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was right there linking arms with MLK, man. Marching. Joe Biden really started the civil rights movement himself. That was all him. He, he began working on civil rights when he was 11. Uh, before he left Scranton to go live in Wilmington. Martin Luther King, who? Uh, would have been nothing without me, pal. Not a joke. So, par for the course, as they say. But, uh, look, the, the fix is in. They're, they're, they're working the cheat on just about every freaking level. And if you're paying attention, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm fortunate to know a lot of people, a fair amount of people in my circle of friends who work in the metal, medical field, who also work in education, and baby, the COVID thing is on the way. It's coming back, man. It's, they're rolling it out. They got an election to cheat. Okay, why do you think the border is open? Why Why did they roll back all those Trumpian policies that uh, had, had, had reduced illegal immigration down to a trickle? They need people they can give amnesty to or the power to vote to. They want to flood red states with people that will vote for them, they think. But, you know, I, the, the thing, and this is, there's a glimmer of hope here, because it's not just Biden. It's just, you want to talk about a systemic effort to commandeer not just the American government uh, at all levels, federal, state, local, but they want to commandeer the whole damn country. 
and pretty much everything that's going on right now, if you're paying attention, you could link directly to this upcoming election. We say all the time, and I'm guilty of this too, every time election time rolls around, what am I on the air saying? This is the most important election ever. And in a sense, every single one of them is. But you know what? This one coming up really, 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 really is important to the future of this country. The problem is, how do you fight a cheat? Uh, Especially a multi-pronged cheat, uh, such as what we're seeing now. I don't know. We'll see. 210-599-5555. Let's talk to Mike real quick, then we'll take a break. Mike, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing, brother? Yeah, um, you know something about this Joe Biden situation is that I've never seen a guy, you know, going out, even going back to 2020, that doesn't even campaign. This is what tells you that the Bidens and the Democrats had a fix on. Uh, Joe Biden is not even campaigning, not that he's capable of doing it. But uh, this this is a real sad situation. The way the judges are trying to railroad Donald uh. Trump with these court dates, right right around the um right right around the time when he needs to be out campaigning. This is just sickening. And anybody who thinks that we don't live in a um, banana republic, we live in a banana republic right now. And we're like I, like I told you a couple of weeks ago, John. We're no better than North Korea. We're no better than China. And we're no better than any other uh, Russia or any other communist country. This is a real sad situation in America. And, and all I can say to uh, Donald Trump is God bless you, and I hope you get back in the White House because we need somebody to save America. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thanks, Mike. As always, man, we love it when you call, man. Never surrender. Never surrender. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Never surrender! Wolverines! I am, buddy. I'm in full resistance mode, man, on all of it. News Talk 550 KTSA. Badass song, man. 925. I ain't ain't backing down, man. I am the face of the new resistance, you know? And and you know what? It's not a hard thing these days. All you got to do is just not comply. Because, man, they they are coming for us at every freaking level at this point. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And I've never been that guy. And I, I haven't been that guy up until this point. My, my whole trip for the past uh, couple of years watching a lot of this crap unfold with the Biden administration, with the border, with the economy, with the trannies, uh, and the, the race trip, and just all of it, man. I, I, my, my ethic up until this point has been, you know what, as long as I can just go home and sit on my eating bed, I don't give a crap. Good luck with that world you're burning and building for yourself to live in. Talking mostly about young folks. And I haven't really changed my mind on, on young people in, in that regard, uh, because I am, you know, I'm going to be 56 here in a couple of months, and it's not my world. It's, you know, it's no longer my country. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, uh, the, the future belongs to the young, and, and uh, a lot of young folks are, are just walking lockstep behind this stuff. Uh, not, not so much. There's a few, there's a, there's a certain segment of the youthful population who I think are beginning to wake up to stuff. I hope so. But I will tell you this, okay, I am in 
full get-off-my-lawn mode. I, I am that guy. And you're, you're not going to tell me to put on a mask. You're not going to tell me to uh, get an injection into my body. I've had more than my fill over the past couple of years of having strange things injected into my body. I'm not doing the COVID trip. I'm not doing the tranny pronoun thing because I'm sick of that. And you know what else I find uh, uh, what I, I'm, a, I, I'm actually offended by? There's, a, there's something I'm offended by in regards to where we are with the woke culture. Okay? I, am, I have lived a pretty good life. I mean, as far as how I treat people, well, girlfriends notwithstanding, girlfriends and ex-wives, they didn't exactly have a great ride with me. But, you know, I've, I've lived a life as, as I was raised to treat people all the same, treat people the same. And especially now, I think I treat people pretty decently. I don't care what your col- the color of your skin is. I don't care if you're gay or straight. I- I've supported gay rights for most of my adult life, and I still do. But the tranny trip ain't about gay rights. Okay? I resent the idea that because I don't play by the current standards of what is or is not racist, that's- that makes me a racist, Mr. Man. I resent the fact that because I'm not going to use your freaking pronoun... And I, I'm sorry, if you're a dude in a dress, you're still a dude in a dress to me. You're not actually a woman. And the guy in Canada's back, and I want to talk about that. The guy with the big, massive, fake boobs. Oh, God, he's going to go back to work in the Canadian public education system. I resent the fact that because I don't support the current absurdist uh, trans agenda, especially in regards to kids and women, that somehow that makes me anti-gay. Screw you, man. I was on the conservative radio talking up same-sex marriage as a libertarian uh, when when a whole lot of people hated my guts for doing that. I don't need to polish my anti-racism or or pro-gay creds for anybody. But that this is where we're being put into this position, or at least they're attempting to, that if you don't follow lockstep, with all this weird crap and destructive crap in regards to the future of our country, that you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a hater. You're the hater. You're the homophobe. That's, and I'm talking about the people who put this crap out there. Now, I've been thinking a lot about what's going on with Donald Trump. And one of the things I say, and a lot of people say, is that it's really not about Donald Trump. It's about you and me. As he says, he's just in the way. But if you really look, one of the big stories that came out yesterday or, or something people were talking about was the dates that they're lining up for all these court trials, the, all these trials that he has to face, right? Well, I got some thoughts on that when we get back. I'm out of time, but when I get back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about that and what I think that's all about. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Get smart with your smart speaker. Watch that tone with me, Buster. Just tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Now streaming on your Amazon Echo. Damn Mike Rowe. Just damn him. Mike Rowe. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'll get back to what I was talking about in a minute, but James and I are in here. My intrepid producer, Mr. Trevino, and Mike freaking Rowe comes up on Fox News. And I'm not... I have a lot of respect for Mike Rowe. I like Mike Rowe. I like what he's done. He, I told you he's been a, he was, used to be a local guy out of Denver. I did local not know Local TV that. guy, and he started the Dirty Jobs thing, and that was 100 years ago. 
And I, I think overall, he's got a great message. Work hard, man. People got to do crappy jobs sometimes to accomplish what they want to accomplish. What does he say that's controversial? Nothing. I mean, he's made contra- to be controversial because people don't want to work hard. Yeah. It's but, a, his ethic is controversial? Uh, I, to some idiots who want to, you know, spend seven days a week uh, doing cave day instead of, like, actually getting what they, you know, doing the work that they have to do to get what they want. So he's got a great message. I have a lot of respect for him. And he looks good. Well, see, damn you, see, I'm at that age, and I I fully admit this psychological defect I have going on right now, and that as I push 56 years of age, I do look people's age up online. If I see somebody that I've admired or whatever, I immediately look them up. I've looked up William Shatner's age. What was Bill Shatner doing when he was 56? Star Trek Two. I hate you. You know, I mean, I, I just, I do this. I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm always you... looking up somebody's ages. I can't tell you how many freaking Google searches I've done. Famous actors who are now 56, <laughs> you know. I do that crap. He's 61, man. Mike Rowe is freaking 61. I look 10 years older than that guy, okay? It's not fair. I'm a victim. <laughs> It's, it's just like the last thing you'd ever want to say to Mike Rowe, you know what I mean? It's not my fault, Mike. I'm a victim of medical weirdness and my own habits. 61. I did not expect him to be 61. Jesus. And then I saw Rob freaking low on one of his, you know. Oh, he's my nemesis. He's a great guy. He's like building homes for vets. He's doing a lot of work for vets and stuff. I, I, he's another guy I admire a great deal. He's been sober for about 30 years or something like that. And his hair. Damn him. You know, he just doesn't look any freaking different. Johnny Depp looks like ass. I mean, Johnny Depp. (laughs) Boy, the years caught up with that guy with a vengeance, didn't they? He looks like your old alcoholic aunt at this point. He looks like, you know, he looks like an old broad at this point. And Johnny, the black nail polish really doesn't young you up. I tried that last year. It didn't work. I'm still an old fart like you, Johnny. The eyeliner and the black nail polish doesn't help. In fact, it's kind of pathetic. But Micro, 61. Oh, get off my lawn, Mike. Ah, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Yeah, I, I was talking about, you know, everything that's going on. Uh, and I, I do believe that everything right now is about the election. And I think the entire existence of joe biden in the oval office is and was all about the election or an election and maintaining power but you know one of the things and i mentioned this a few minutes ago that we hear and you can call me up and respond 210-599-5555 donald trump says on a regular basis this isn't about me i'm just in the way this is about you Yesterday, again, you know, we were seeing a lot of the, the new the timelines have been released as far as the dates for various trials uh, that he has to uh, appear for and deal with. And you, you can line up the dates of all of these trials, and there's lots of them with very important markers through, through the election, you know, Super Tuesday primary season iowa i mean they're very obviously calculating the the journey of his legal battles uh you know with the election i mean you can line up the dots they fit perfectly 
And I was thinking about that last night. You know, yeah, you, you, it, it's true. They want to control you and me. They want to control the whole damn circus. I believe that. I believe if they can, uh, you know, send uh, FBI ninjas repelling, and IRS ninjas repelling into somebody's home because they were praying in the street or blow away some old, be the, you know, you're, you're the IRS. You could blow away some old fart. You could barely walk because of some crap he posted on Facebook. I get it. But think about the impact or the chilling effect that everything that is happening to Donald Trump will actually have on who? People who want to run for higher office in this country. Somebody who, let, let, let's just say for poops and giggles that they're successful in destroying the campaign of Donald Trump and just, frankly, just through all these indictments, keeping his ass out of, out of office, which is what they want. They want to destroy him. They want to destroy his life. They want to destroy him. Uh, I, 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 you know, in regards to Tucker Carlson last week, I don't think anything's off the table when it comes to Donald Trump. So let's say it's 10 years down the road or five years down the road, and you're somebody who's in politics, you've won a few elections, you're doing pretty good, and you consider running for governor of a state. Or maybe, hell, you consider running uh, to be the mayor of San Antonio, Texas. Or you want to run for president. Or you want to run for the Senate. Uh, You know, how are your chances, how are you going to view your own chances at that? And what it might mean to your personal life and just your ability to live your life if you undertake the, the, the journey towards higher office but you're not walking lockstep with the swamp. You're going against the established agenda. You're rocking the status quo. Do you, it, it, people watching one of the most influential and, frankly, successful financially human beings on this planet, and they're taking him down. You don't think they'll do that to you? So h- how many future presidents won't ever be president because of this? How many future senators who might be somebody you really, really want in the Senate because they're a decent human being and they want to actually solve some problems, not, you know, enrich themselves or become a celebrity politician or what have you. Think about all the decent people who ultimately will not run for office because of what's happening to Donald Trump right now. That's not something you hear people talking about a lot. We talk about the chilling effect of all this stuff, the wokeness especially, on you and me and how we live our lives and what we do on social media and what opinions we espouse uh, in mixed company. But think about being somebody who really genuinely feels the calling, and I do believe for some people it is a calling, to serve, to to become or, or to seek the presidency, to seek a Senate seat, a con- congressional seat, Hell, city council. Hell, board of education. Think about the chilling effect a lot of this stuff is actually having on those folks. And I'm talking about people we don't even know about. And maybe that's not something we consider quite often, but there is, there is a lot of messaging going on right now. A lot of messaging, not just for the ordinary schmuck like me, you know, or you, or whatever, just somebody going to work. But for people who would seek higher office, are they going to do it? Are they going to bother? I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. Get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be out in public this weekend. I'm gonna be out in public. There's a store in Bandera, Texas called the Spirits of Texas. Uh, they're the only store, the phys- they're the only uh, brick and mortar store on planet stinking earth that sells my books on the shelves. And uh, uh, Sharon runs things over there, Sharon and Nancy and Robert Harvey, and they're just a great family. And they asked me, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago or a month ago or two, if I would do a book signing and poetry reading at the store. I'll be doing that this Saturday, September 2nd, from 1 to 4 p.m. It's not directly affiliated with the radio station, so you might hear a couple of cuss words. I don't cuss, but the poems do. And uh, I'll be there from 1 to 4. It's in Bandera. You can look it up and... uh, uh, I'm going to be, you know, signing some books. You want to buy a book, I'll sign it for you. And uh, I'm going to be reading some poems. Uh, uh, That's from 1 to 4 on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, So come on out. And uh, what else? Uh, You know, I I don't know if I have enough time to get into this right here, but this Canadian teacher with the fake boobs, Madon Bonacera. Uh, oof, duh. You know, <laughs> this guy's back in the news. He's a dude. And again, you know, I, and I, maybe I'll, I'll hold this over if we run, run out of time. But as I said a few minutes ago, in fact, James and I were talking about this off the air. You know what really determines who you are in this world? I, I figured this out. And I have figured this out later in life. This is not something that I felt or thought for a long time. In that what you claim about yourself is meaningless. You know why? Because you can claim any damn thing you want to about yourself, whether it's true or it's not. Okay, who you are in this world is how you treat people. How you interact with other human beings. How you treat them. Okay, we live in a world right now where the metrics for whether or not you're a good person are whether or not you espouse certain beliefs or you use the proper pronouns, or you follow along with the orthodoxy as far as what you express about yourself and what you think, and it's all a bunch of bullcrap. How you treat people is all that matters. That defines whether or not you're a racist. That defines whether or not you're homophobic. That defines whether or not you're filled with hate or you're a jerk. Because you know what? What you think about other people is also irrelevant. How you physically treat people. Do you treat people well? Do you lie to them? Do you compliment them? Do you lift them up or try to drag them down? Okay, that determines whether you're a decent human being. And what you think about people, again, really doesn't matter. Because you know what? I'd rather encounter a person who maybe doesn't like me very much in their mind, but still chooses to treat me well. That's what a decent person is, in my opinion. But right now, all this other crap is what stands for, you know, whether you're a good person or not, or whether you should be allowed to live your life in society. And this, this, this Canadian teacher with the big prosthetic breasts is not only the most absurd example of what I'm talking about, but, you know, it's also just the dumbest. And, of course, the Canadian public education system is bending to this dude. He got fired from the original school district in Canada that he worked for. He worked for. Yes, that's right. I am misgendering Kayla Lemieux. 
or Kayla something French sounding with an X at the end. And I'll tell you why coming up, because this story is just beyond stupid, man. That's next. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. This is myself. And yeah, I, I need to riff on the, uh, the Canadian teacher with the big fake boobs here for a minute. It's not a huge story. <laughs> That's why I get the big bucks, because I can come up with a line like that. Uh, but it, it, this story is indicative of, of what we're all having to deal with. And I, baby, this is coming to your doorstep at some point. No matter who you are, what you do for a living, or whatever. At some point, you're going to be in the position where speaking the truth might cause you some bad stuff, whether it's problems with your job, problems in your life with your, I guess, the people in your world, uh, your ability to live life in America. I mean, it's coming to all of us at some point. And it's the Orwellian nightmare of having to say you see three fingers when the dude's only holding up two. In other words, you're, you're going to have to make a choice whether you are going to uh, embrace a lie or, frankly, something just freaking stupid uh, or speak the truth and suffer with whatever consequences you need to suffer. We've, we've all seen these stories, right, over the past few years of tenured professors with, uh, by all standards and metrics, uh, folks who have Uh, devoted their lives to higher education and have done quite well, and then they get fired because they like a Facebook post or they express the wrong opinion. People have lost jobs. I mean, they're talking about ramping up the COVID bullcrap again. You're going to be right there. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to agree to? And so the story about the Canadian teacher, Kayla Lemo, if I'm saying that correctly, and I couldn't give a crap if I'm not, And this is a guy, this is a dude who uh, famously, I I guess, was it a year or two ago, maybe a year ago, uh, decided to go trans and start living as a woman uh, in Canada. And uh, what makes this tranny different than other run-of-the-mill trannies is that he wears massive cup-sized Z as in zipper, <laughs> Z, uh, uh, fake prosthetic boobs. I'm looking at a picture of the dude right now. He wears a stupid-looking blonde wig. He's got, uh, you know, fake breasts the size of Halloween pumpkins. And I'm looking at a picture of him, uh, and, and there's the he's, he's wearing a pair of yoga pants, and there's, uh, well, there's his little fella hanging out right there, so you know he's a dude. Sorry for the image. And, uh, you know, this guy, because he, uh, he, he would teach class with the fake boobs on, uh, wearing a shirt, and I, I guess you can't put those in a bra because you'd need a bra the size of a, uh, you know, special ops parachute. Uh, and parents started complaining. It was distracting to the kids when their teacher is very obviously a man wearing fake boobs that are massive and hanging out of his shirt. So he got fired or let go, or I can't remember the, the details of that. Well, the Canadian school has, re- has hired this guy 
in the interest of equity and justice and well, you know, we're open to all people, and uh, this is the Canadian line right now, thanks to uh, Mr. Trudeau there, uh, who himself might be a woman. He certainly acts like one. And, uh, you know, understand what we're talking about here. These are, it's, it, it, it's not, in, in this case, you're not talking about, it's like any other case involving a school system, a school district, whether it's here or in Canada, I'm sorry, Canada. Where you have a very bizarre human being who is attempting to make some kind of freaking point, and you know this dude's been, they've taken pictures of this guy in his personal life where he's dressed like a dude wearing flannels. He actually dresses like a lumberjack when he's not on the gig. So he's got some kind of freaking point to make. But he is surrounded by layers of people who are agreeing to it and buying into it. Uh, and, uh, uh, the principal of the new school has put out a, a note to folks saying that they need to welcome this incoming teacher who was quote, recently the subject of public attention, recently the subject of public attention pertaining to their gender expression while teaching at a school in a different community. Uh, so again, you have people who are, I guess you could say reasonably sane, who have college degrees, who are themselves educated people, and, uh, they have decided to, uh, show people how freaking diverse they are to offer this person, uh, a job, uh, in a, a different, uh, school district. And, uh, again, uh, understand <laughs> that as this individual, uh, Kayla Lamo, who is a dude who wears massive fake prosthetic breasts, will be joining the Canadian school, also known as the Nora Francis Henderson Secondary School in Hamilton for the upcoming school year. This is according to the Toronto Sun. This individual... <laughs> Uh, claims, uh, and I, I have a quote here. Uh, in fact, oh, before I get there, uh, the, the school is also admonishing uh, parents or saying to parents that because uh, we need to, uh, quote, uh, we have an obligation to uphold individual rights and treat everyone with dignity and respect, that if there are protests at this school to ensure student safety, and to share that they'll, they'll they'll be making kids if they have to kids and parents and students leave through the back door of this school so as not to encounter these these hateful protests surrounding uh, they expect to have happened because of the hiring of this individual. Now understand, this dude claims <laughs> and told the New York Post. First off, that he is not wearing prosthetic breasts. These are real, end quote, even though we can all plainly see they're not with our own eyes. Goes on to say, tells the New York Post, this is back when uh, this person's job was in question at the first school. My condition is classified as gigantomastia, which can also be referred to as macromastia or breast hypertrophy, hypertrophy or whatever the hell. Big, weird breasts is what the guy... He's claiming he has a condition. 
even though he is the one making the choice to strap on the fake boobs. Understand what we're talking about here. That would be like me rolling into this radio station in a freaking wheelchair. And though my legs are perfectly healthy and I can walk wherever I want to walk, I, I, I can't walk quite as fast as I used to, but I can walk. That would be like me rolling in here and saying, I identify as somebody who is paralyzed from the waist down. And I'm going to sue Alpha Media and KTSA because they're, not, they're refusing to build me a special ramp. Okay, he doesn't have a condition. He is identifying as somebody who has a medical condition, again, that he doesn't have. They're not real boobs, man. But this guy is surrounded by people who are accepting that and are saying, even though they also, with their own eyes, can plainly see the dude is wearing big old plastic boobs, they are by by hiring him they are validating his claim as somebody who suffers from big boobism or whatever the hell it's called that's stupid that is beyond ridiculous it's absurdist man but again i i i almost don't fault the guy for doing it he's on some kind of weird trip and it's working for him it just got him a job the people who mystify me are the concentric circles of people surrounding this guy who are looking at this ridiculous human being saying, oh, yeah, he's got gynogastomate. He's got big boobism. He's got big boobitis. He needs special considerations. That's where we are. And I know it's a really ridiculous story, but that's why uh, in its extremity, extremities, it, it, it's reflective of where we all are. It's validating this schmuck for wearing plastic boobs and validating his claim that he suffers from a condition which is completely freaking self-imposed and damn weird. You are also validating that crap when you go ahead with somebody's preferred pronoun. I see it every day in the news, in, in news reporting, journalists. I see journalists who are paid to be journalists. Referring to people like this as she or them or they or whatever they claim they want. And every time that happens, we validate that uh, th- this, this weirdness. Okay, This is Orwellian. The trick when you're creating a fascist state, and it's fascism 101. Doesn't matter if you're talking about the Soviet Union, Venezuela, Cuba, uh, North Korea, w- whatever fascist state down through the annals of history you want to point to. You will see that one of the goals in the fascists in creating their fascist state is to get people to uh, uh, acknowledge something that is not true, to get people to buy into a lie willingly because they're afraid, to scare people to the place to where if you hold up two fingers and you tell them you're holding up four, they say you're holding up four, even though their own eyes are telling them something different. It's where we are in America. Well, obviously around the world. And the only way we are going to stem the tide of this madness. Now, there's a lot of other things at play, obviously. Uh, the border, the economy, the, you know, uh, the, the corruption of the president, uh, mountains of evidence that he's been selling his office for cash for a long time, perhaps 
throughout the length uh, of his entire political career and enriching his crack-smoking son while uh, they're trying to throw in a cage a man who is guilty of nothing, of merely asking questions about the validity of an election, which is your right as an American citizen. It it really is going to show up on your door at some point, and and you're going to have to make a choice. Do I see two fingers or four? Does two plus two equal four, or does it equal seven or eight or 20, whatever the man tells me to believe? That we're really at that fork in the road. And I know it's a hell of a thing for some guy sitting on his ass behind a microphone to tell other people to put their own jobs at risk and their own lives at risk uh, as far as their ability to live their lives. And I know it's a hell of a thing to ask of folks. But you know what? There's no other way. There really is no other way. You really have to stand on the side of truth or non-truth. And uh, I'm, I, it hasn't come my way yet. Uh, I, I'm very blessed to work for a company that has never, not once, told me what to say on the air or told me uh, or, you know, given me any kind of instructions as to my opinions or what I should air or what I shouldn't air. I've never, I've worked with this company now for 12 years. Not once have they told me what to say on the air. And I don't expect they will. So I'm probably in a much easier position than a whole lot of other folks. But you and I both know that I can let fly with something on the air any given moment, at any given moment, and there could be an uproar, people could be offended, or what have you. I keep trying, though, James, and it hasn't happened. I keep, Don Morgan, I keep trying to piss people off and, and get some protesters going. and You'll get there one day. It doesn't day. happen. I think it's because I'm just too freaking weird, and nobody, you know what I mean, nobody... It's too much effort, I guess. So <laughs> I don't know, but you know, yeah. we could just get you some prosthetic breasts and yeah, then you start, go do a remote. I'm going to start wearing some massive cup Z prosthetic breasts next. Year. Maybe I'll do wear those to Bandera. I'll wear a couple That's of pair of fake boobs. I'm now Shonda. Rhyme. Okay, Shonda Rima, La Shonda. I identify as a black woman. Okay, with gynomastica or whatever it's called. Gyno. Gy- what? Yeah, gyno. Gyno. Yeah. Gyno. So the second G is silent? <laughs> it says Giganto. Giganto Mastia. Wasn't that somebody Godzilla went up against no, in like 1975? Eleganto Mastia. Eleganti. <laughs> you really know this? You know- no, I'm just making stuff Eleganti up. Mastia. Sabado Gigante. That's the big it's, Saturday. It's a- <laughs> also a mountain in Mexico. Go figure. <laughs> Roughly about the same elevation. <laughs> and nobody wants to climb that one either. Nobody <laughs> does, dude. Nobody does. Nobody wants anything to do with your fake breast, dude. Oh, man. So, I don't know. It's a weird stinking world, but that's where we are. You know, you, 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 it's going to come a point. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna agree to the lie? Agree to the lie? Or are you going to agree to the truth or speak the truth? And I, we, we need to uh, take the words never surrender very seriously because we're there, baby. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. <laughs> Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Coming up at 10.35, what Jean Corrine or Corrine Jean Clouseau said yesterday. But <laughs> And you guys, will, uh, James, uh, of course, will especially understand this phenomenon. I'm sure Don Morgan understands this as well, that 
when you're in talk radio, you know, and I don't usually validate this crap on the air, but I am going to talk about our caller, Jeff, that just uh, talked to James Trevino. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, people will people will call it. It's it, it, and this is just a, a statement of fact that the the percentage of people who call who actively physically get on the phone and call a talk radio show is pretty small compared to the general audience most people are just listening and they have to take time out of their schedule yeah you, you to gotta talk. physically sometimes you have to sit on hold for a while you know one of our favorite callers is truck driver mike you know but sometimes because of the timing when he calls we have, he has to sit on hold for a while he, it, the stork just doesn't bring a, a just doesn't dump a talk radio call in your lap. You have to do several things to get on the phone and then talk to somebody like James Trevino uh, during a commercial break. We just had Jeff. Jeff called up, and yesterday I was talking about. I think it was a guy in Alabama. Yes, the nitrogen. Well, yeah, they, they've they're cha- This is something you're seeing in some states that have the death penalty. Where you know the IV thing with the various solutions is you know they've had some screw ups. I don't know how a botched ex- execution is a botched execution if the guy dies, but that's just me. And so they're going with nitrogen only. Like they make you breathe it. If you bre- we breathe in about seventy percent nitrogen, but it's mixed with oxygen, so it's healthy for us. You take away the oxygen and nitrogen, it's a poison. And so the idea is, if you just pump nitrogen into a, a room, dude's going to go to sleep and die. And it's relatively painful, we assume or we think. That's a conversation about capital punishment that's going on. So yesterday I was talking about this, and we have caller Jeff who, and uh, just for your own personal edification, okay, if you call up my producer and say, I don't want to go on the air, I just want to tell, you know, well, you know, we really only want people that are going to go on the air, okay? Unless you are Jeff, who just called, and Don Morgan, you'll crack up over this too. Jeff is like, I heard Sean talking about that death penalty guy yesterday. You know, I just want to tell you, uh, James, that if if I was to be executed and I had a last meal, I'd like to eat. <laughs> and he didn't say, well, he did say to James, it's not something we can put on the air. But jeez, dude, jeez, Jeff. Man. I'd go with a chicken fried steak, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some shrimp. Yeah. A little ice cream. Guess what I'm doing wouldn't today. Wanna be, wouldn't want to be doing that. What? I'm going to go get that new Chick-fil-A sandwich after I get off. Or are you? <laughs> I'm going to go try it. Single guys with all your money. Yeah, but if it's bad, I gotta wait till tomorrow. if it's bad, I'll save you. <laughs> yeah, he can tell you. Yeah. You be my food. You're my Chris Christie. You're my food taster. Oh, Chris thanks. Christie. Now I'm fat. Great. No, I, you're not fat, but I mean, you can. T- if it sucks, then I don't have to spend the money. Even though I don't mind spending money at Chick-fil-A because it is Jesus food and the money goes directly to Jesus. No, I don't think that's how it works. I'm just saying, I, I Jeff. I don't think Chick-fil-A has Jesus' Venmo account and they you, just send it to him afterwards. It's a big, mysterious universe, pal. We, we don't. We, right. All we know is that we don't know. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if Jesus drove through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A and they, <laughs> and they tell him to have a blessed day? I like a couple of wafers. Like, <laughs> have a blessed day. <laughs> have a blessed day. And he just looks at him like, duh. Thank you. Just did it myself. <laughs> yeah, but you thanks. Know, every day is, you know. Point Morgan. <laughs> I did not see point. that one coming. <laughs> good point. God yeah. bless me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no Chick-fil-A. I got to pay for extra Chick-fil-A sauce. God, why hast thou forsaken me with comments I have to pay for? <laughs> but back to Jeff. <laughs> God almighty. Jeff, why would that why would you want that to be your last meal? What if you mess it up? What if it doesn't work for you? You know, then you gotta go out with some 
you know, carrying a heavy burden of disappointment on your shoulders. So, you know. <laughs> Go with something with a proven track record. Yeah, like, you know, like ice cream, licorice. <laughs> Do you want turkey legs? Yeah, some Twizzlers. The priest is there. Raw you, oysters on the half shell. The priest is there. Do you want to repent before? <laughs> no, just let me have Chick-fil-A. That'll save me. <laughs> just eat some waffle fries to See, get me past the folks, pearly gates. <laughs> what's going on right now is that James and Don are trying to rescue me from talking about what Jeff was actually uh, right. talking about by yeah. focusing on Chick-fil-A, and that's but, fine. But you keep going back to it. Well, it's an odd thought, man. I mean, well, you know. You'd have, they'd have to right. you know, allow somebody else in the cell there with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jeff, get thee to a shrink, dude. Get some therapy going for yourself, okay, pal? Go to Chick-fil-A and do a little praying. Praying. Right, yeah. Get some prayer going. Yeah. All right. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210 Smart speakers and us make smart listeners. Most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Yeah, New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's 1040. This morning has gone quickly. As we, uh, you know, uh, begin the slide into hump day, as it were. Um, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Corrine Jean-Pierre. She is your press secretary. She is the face and voice of the executive branch around the globe. Well, you know. And, uh, and she sucks at her job. And, and, you know, I mean, just to, to put out my opening statement, Corrine Jean-Pierre sucks as the press secretary, but it doesn't matter because she's a black lesbian. And as long as you check off the boxes, that's all that matters to this crowd, to this rabble. I don't even really, we're going to play some audio from yesterday from the news conference. I, I really don't even watch him anymore because largely, unless Peter Ducey or Julie Heinrich uh, are answering the, asking the questions, or the guy from Africa, <laughs> who they try to shut down on a routine basis, but that's not racist. Uh, you're, you're not getting any info. You, you, you know, it, it, Trey mentioned this earlier, and he's right, that you know the, the journalists walking in have the questions prepared they know what the questions are they know who who to call on uh i guess just in some thin attempt to appear you know for reals they call on Ducey, you know let him ask his question but she doesn't ever give an answer and so james has what do you have three pieces of audio from yesterday she had a very bad money <laughs> let's, let's just go ahead and, and roll them one at a time and i'll and i'll respond the Secret Service is paying $16,000 a month now to stage near Hunter Biden in Malibu. Who's paying for that? That's a question for the Secret Service. Okay. Hunter Biden is reportedly selling art to pay for his $15,800 a month rent in Malibu. How can he guarantee that people are not going to be buying this art to gain favor with the president? That is a question for Hunter Biden and his representatives. It's, it's a I, I know. Of, I hear. I hear. I hear your question. from the Biden administration. Can you guarantee that there is I no hear, quid I hear your quo. question. I'm not going to get involved in this. That is a question for Hunter Biden's representatives. So, <laughs> of course, she's not going to answer it. It's important that he asks. It's important that somewhere. It's on the record as being asked. Of course, maybe they edit these things and they just take it out of the record eventually. I don't know. They, we've also figured out that they do that crap where they alter the actual transcript so that, you know, unpleasant things don't make it into the public record. But 
at least somebody's asking. And, yeah, it really is uh, a concerning turn of events for every American citizen who pays their taxes. Are we paying for, you know, Hunter Biden to live in freaking Malibu is what the, is at the heart of the question. And as far as him selling his spin art, which is, I'm, uh, you know, when it comes to art, I'm, I, I can, I'm pretty open, man. I, I've uh, seen people, you know, produce something in five minutes on canvas. That maybe a lot of folks would say technically kind of sucks, but I'm like, yeah, but it's still beautiful. Not Hunter Biden's, Hunter Biden's art. It sucks. You, you couldn't sell that at a farmer's market, okay, with a keychain attached to it. All right? And he's getting paid millions of dollars for, these, uh, for, the, for his art. He's selling art now to earn a living. The implication being that the people who are buying his crap art are doing it for the very same reasons Barisma was uh, uh, funneling a lot of money through these LLCs and across borders to curry policy favors from Joe Biden. It's a fair question. Obviously, she's not going to answer it. Uh, okay, let's go to the next piece of audio here. Does President Biden want to limit Americans to two beers a week? I, I, where is this coming from? Maybe, Come I did, maybe I did miss you so much. Where is this, where is this coming from? <laughs> All right, well, uh, Dr. George Koop, who is the uh, director of the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, says the U.S. may soon follow Canada and recommend just two beers a week. How do you guys think that's going to go? Let me tell you what I'm not going to get involved in. In, uh, in, that, in that question right there. I, I have no idea. I've not seen the data. Uh, I cannot speak to this. Uh, I will leave it to the experts and not weigh so in. So if the experts say two beers a week, I, that's okay I, with I, I, I will leave it to the experts. I'm just not going to comment. The president himself brought it up, sweetheart. <laughs> that's where the question came from. That's why he's asking. Biden brought it up himself the other day. But, again, she's a stooge. Now, and let's play the last bit of audio here. Let's, let's go with this. First off, ain't nobody doing two beers a week in America, okay? We already fought the prohibition battle, and I'm an alcoholic. I don't drink, okay? I don't have a dog in the fight here at this point, all right? I don't give a crap how many beers you drink or don't drink. It's none of my business and doesn't concern me. But I do know – look, if, if putting a tranny in a bathtub with a Bud Light – caused large, vast numbers of Americans not to buy that beer. On the other side of that coin, ain't no government in this land going to tell people to only do two beers a month uh, or a week, no matter who's producing the beer. It ain't gonna, It didn't work in 19-whatever-the-hell-it-was. It ain't going to work now. Uh, okay, final bit of audio. I think you've heard from the F- uh, FDA and CDC. Uh, they've made an announcement on the new vaccine, uh, so certainly uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine September, mid-September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding no. hospitalization, long-term health outcomes, and death, no. which is why we are we are going to be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. I would refer you to DHS, as they have, as you, I just mentioned, FDA and, and CDC uh, mentioned that they'll have uh, the new vaccines by uh, September, mid-September. Wait a minute. Did she mention Department of Homeland Security? Yes. What she, the hell has that got to do with the vaccine? She had a very bad Monday. She sucks at her job. She's horrible at it. She, I mean, you know, I, I, look, 
Uh, but see, here's the dealio. And kind of going back to what we're talking about with the guy with the big fake boobs in Canada. Okay, I'm sorry, in Canada. That's how your press secretary pronounces it. Okay, uh, everything she just said is a lie. There, there is no valid proof that whatever we had injected into our bodies a few years ago prevented any hospitalizations whatsoever. I got it in the hospital after having the freaking vax, okay? It's a lie. Now, if I say Jean Karine Pierre sucks at her job, there's a whole lot of people in this country who will, who will take that and say, well, it's because I hate black lesbians. I hate gay people, and I hate black people, and I sure as hell hate black gay people, which has absolutely nothing to do with it. But if you want to go down the race road, you want to take a a ride down Race Avenue here, okay? Isn't it racist to put somebody in a job because they're a black lesbian and not because they're really good at their job? Because she's not good at her job. Okay, at least Saki could bullcrap elegantly, okay? At least Saki could be literate in her bullcrap and at least make it sound like she's sort of answering the question whether she is or she isn't. Corrine Jean-Pierre doesn't have that depth of intellect to even pull that crap off. But I, I just hate black gay people, that's all. 210, she did have a very bad day. But you know what, at this point, does anybody even freaking notice? Certainly the other so-called journalists in the room don't give a crap if she's having a bad day she could spoon feed them anything she wants to maybe she just gets paid for every time she defers to somebody else instead of answering the question because that's all she does is i'll have to defer you to hunter she, biden's counsel. she might be on a commission basis I she have might to defer get, you to this you think she gets extra she gets extra pay she gets like bonuses every time she defers she's a stooge man in the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world just what you need to start your day i listen every morning from the time i get up i get up early early in the morning get your day going a little help from your friends can't beat it on the way to work on 550 ktsa and fm 1071 yeah we're back news talk 550 ktsa fm 1071 that show went quickly 1053, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up. I love that show, man. Just three Jamogs hanging out talking. And I've been meaning to ask those guys, and James, if you ever get a chance, you know, because I haven't heard the word Jamoke since I lived outside of New Jersey, when I was living with a chick from New Jersey. Where does that come Jamoke, from? Jamoke. I, 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 I think, because I only ever heard it on the East Coast and mostly from Italians, uh, okay. Jamokes. All right. You're full of beans, you jamoke, you know. And so I, I, I've never heard anybody else use that word, you know, uh, past the Mason-Dixon line. So it's, it's kind of interesting. That's fair. But I, it is a cool show. It's just three dudes from three different generations hanging out and talking. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was, you and I were talking about TV shows. My wife is uh, watching. She, right now she's watching a show called Lioness with, uh, with Nicole Kidman. That's pretty good. Oh, is this the... About uh, black ops workers. Yeah, and, and it's uh, female black ops. Yeah, yeah. And I, I watched an episode of that with her the other day. It was pretty good. Nicole Kidman's in it. She is. And, I she's, didn't and uh, Zoe's... Uh, Seld- What's her name? Uh, Zoe uh, Saldana? Zoe Trevino. She's going to be married up. Saldana, you're right. Saldana. And, uh, but because you and I were talking, y- you, you want me to see Three Amigos, and I've never seen it. There's a lot of movies from the 80s I didn't see because, well, frankly, I was hanging out with chicks and partying. So I wasn't watching TV. 
at movies. There's a lot of movies I just didn't see, and that's one of them. And my wife loves that movie. Oh, it's there's so many quotable lines. But my wife now is watching the mo- the show with Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short and Selena Gomez and Selena Gomez. And while my wife stipulates that she is annoyed, crapless by <laughs> Martin Short, which I think we all are at this point, he can be a bit much. But she says it's a very good show, and you like it too. I love Only Murders. It's called Only Murders, right? And what's the premise? That they they all live in this apartment building. Yes, and that uh, they meet because of an evacuation, right? Because a dead body was found, right? And they happen to like the murder podcast stuff. The three of them. Oh wow! And then they decide, oh, the three of us should investigate this and do a podcast. That was season one of wow. the first season. We're in the season two now already, right? Three. Oh, three. Really? Yes. Paul Rudd is now uh, in this uh, new season. But it's, see, I'm it's, a big fan of his. I it's like him. Very well, very well written. Wow, that's what she said. Well, she's, she's like, all, if you if you can yeah. make it through the Martin Short thing, scenes, but even his scenes, she says, plays a part in in the in the plot. Obviously, he, he's a Broadway producer, so now oh, okay. it's it's exaggerated. That's actually perfect for him. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Don Morgan, do you like Martin? Where are you on Martin Short? I know you're trying to work and do news and stuff. Oh, and the, win, you know. win more awards. <laughs> Yeah. Is Martin Short Martin Short annoys the P he's been annoying me for thirty years. That guy is so annoying no, doing his Martin know, Short thing. Every now and then he gets a little too over the top. Right. It? But there were some things that he had done on SCTV. He was that funny I, that I on SCTV. Yeah, that's yeah. that's thirty years that ago. That was a hundred years ago. It was, longer, it was like forty years ago. He actually used to do a pitch perfect Robin Williams imitation. I'd never seen yeah. anybody do a Robin Williams imitation and do it well. Right. But now he's, I'm not short. You know, he's always just, I'm not short. I'm hyperactive and overacting. (laughs) You know, that's what I can't stand. That's where I got my Martin Short quotient has been filled for a lifetime. But, you know, I don't see him, I don't see much of his work very often. Right. So, you know, when I do see him, it's just kind of there. Let me ask you, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you, because we do mornings, right? Right. My problem is that I, I used to like to watch series TV, but I used to watch it at night, late when I was doing the night show, mm-hmm. and I could stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning. That's when I would watch my TV. Like, I was into Narcos for several years. I watched that show. And now doing mornings, I'm, I go to bed by, I'm a, you know, in bed by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, so I don't sit and watch t- series TV anymore because I don't think yeah. to watch it during the day. Right. It's just, you know, it, it's it's the, doing the morning show. I, I can't get into series TV, so that's why yeah. I watch a lot of Hallmark, no, because I'm, I'm lazy and I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I, got my, I got my first morning job in 1990. So you've so always I done really this. didn't, I, I don't really, there were some shows that I would stay up to watch. Right. Just because Seinfeld was one of them, and occasionally right. something else. But other than that, it, between, you know, in the last 30-some years, I couldn't tell you much of what was going on in primetime TV. Just, <laughs> just no weren't idea. there, man. Yeah. Well, I might check this show out. I've heard a lot of good things you know, about people it. So would make refer- people would make references to, like, Home Improvement was a big show right. in the early 90s. And I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah, People would come up and growl, and I'd tap them on the nose with a newspaper. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> See, I missed a lot of series TV, especially in the early to mid-90s, because I was always partying. And I was just never, like, I've never seen the X-Files. Too busy partying. All right. 
Uh, thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. The guy who took the job, uh, thank you for taking the job, pal. <laughs> <laughs>